highlights what rank he enjoyed and he's among the ashara mubashara among those sahaba who rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam apart from many other occasions on one occasion where he mentioned the names of 10 sahaba radhiyallahu at one time that these are all people of jannat among those 10 names one of the names taken was abu umar radhiyallahu ta'ala in one hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that Allah Ta'ala has placed the haqq, the truth ala lisani umara wa qalbihi on the tongue of Umar radiallahu anh and on his, in his heart. Now, this is the position, this is the caliber of the person, this is the endorsement that he gained from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the endorsement that he is already a jannati, he is walking on the earth, but his place is reserved already in jannat one is somebody like us thinks that we have already our place reserved which is absolutely of no significance whatsoever allah taala protect us we don't know what's going to be tomorrow but somebody who rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam endorsed for him then he has no reason for any fear when the time comes that he is the khalifa he is the amirul mu'minin and one day he is busy with some work of his at that time which was not the time for that particular issue to be raised somebody comes in and they bring some complaint about another person this person did this or whatever the person has harmed me in some way but now there was a specific time for those complaints to be lodged for that kind of work to be brought and this was something a time that was a portion for some other work so this was now a disturbance so since this was disturbance at that moment umar radhiyallahu became a bit upset and he lashed this person one time with a whip on his shoulder the person quietly went away as soon as he left immediately as umar radhiyallahu ta'ala reflected immediately reflected that what i did was not right now being insan 
even they could slip sometimes. Some odd occasion, they could slip. But being the very, very great insan that they were, they almost immediately made amends for that slip. That is the world of difference between us and the Sahaba To start off with, there were some isolated situations here and there that happened in their lives where something slipped up. But the amends that they made instantly, immediately, that is what really made them shine. Umar immediately goes and he calls him and then he hands over that whoop to him. And he says to him that what I did to you, you now take revenge for it. The person says, I have forgiven you for Allah and for yourself. He says, if you've forgiven me for myself, then you take your revenge. Because I don't want anything to be brought back to me on the day of Qiyamah. If you forgive me for Allah alone, then it's a different matter. See, no, I've forgiven you for Allah alone. So, in any case, now that the person has very clearly and openly expressed his position that he has forgiven this, he holds no thing against Umar He understands, okay, this was something that happened in a moment. Though at that time he reprimanded him also, that when I'm available for this kind of work, that time you don't come, you come and disturb in another time. But nevertheless, this action was not warranted. But this person forgave him. So he left, he went away. But was that the end of it? Was that where the chapter got closed? Was that where it was just dusted and brushed off? Fine, whatever happened now is done. The person forgave me now. So why should I bother about it? Was that where this whole thing was just forgotten about? No, it wasn't forgotten there. The person forgave him and he already now cleared the matter. So there is no accountability for that neither in dunya nor on the day of Qiyamah because it's forgiven. The book is clean now on that matter. But despite the fact that now this has been erased from the record due to the person having forgiven it. Umar now then comes into his seclusion and now he starts making muhasaba. He starts taking an account of himself. And now he's talking to himself, talking aloud to himself. That kunta wadi'an Allah. That you, O oh Umar, do you remember? You were very lowly. Nobody wanted to even give you a second look. You were a person who used to graze the camels only. But Rafa'akallah, Allah Ta'ala elevated you. Today you are Amirul Mu'mineen. وَكُنْتَ ضَالًّا فَهَدَاكَ اللَّهِ You were astray. You had no iman. You had no idea of deen. You were in opposition to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But Allah Ta'ala blessed you with hidayat. وَكُنْتَ ضَعِيفًا فَأَعَزَّكَ اللَّهِ You were a very weak person. Allah Ta'ala gave you might. Then now he is chastising himself. He is scolding himself. Now when Allah Ta'ala blessed you with all this, Allah Ta'ala gave you this izzat and honor. Allah Ta'ala gave you this hidayat. Allah Ta'ala elevated you. Now somebody comes and he is bringing along some complaint of somebody who has harmed him. But you in turn oppress him. And then now he keeps saying to himself, what will you do 
on the day of Qiyamat when Allah Ta'ala questions you about this. And on the day of Qiyamat you come in front of Allah wa Ta'ala, what answer do you have for this? And he didn't say this once, twice and then, well, I am done with it. He stated that he continued chastising himself and making muhasaba of himself in this manner for such a long time and so intensely hatta ashfaqu alayhi the people around started becoming very uh, anxious either he's going to get sick or he might even pass away in this condition he is putting so much of pressure on himself now he is now taking so much of this effect of this and this pressure that he's putting upon himself that what am I going to do on the day of Qiyamat that we are worried that something might happen to him now he might lose his life in this now this is that muhasaba that these great personalities, as great as they were, the greater they made this muhasaba and took an account of themselves. And after all, this was the statement of Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab himself. He said, Hasibu qabla an tuhasabu. Take an account of yourself before the time comes when your account is taken on the day of Qiyamat. That day nobody can escape. On this day, a person can somehow duck and dive. Sometimes there's a problem, then he got some contact. He'll try and make a plan and get that problem uh, moved out of the way with some contact. And sometimes a person will use some other influence. Sometimes it might be some wealth. Sometimes something else. On the day of Qiyamah, none of these things will be of any avail. Neither a person's wealth nor his children. It's either the material things or it's human contact. Wealth and children. This represent all this. There's nothing else in dunya. Either human contacts or it is material things. And none of these things will avail a person in any way on the day of Qiyamah. And on that day, the day of Qiyamah, that account will be taken. What kind of account will be taken? A person's book of deeds will be given to him. And he will start reading the book of deeds. And he'll get a shock of his life. That Mali Hazal Kitab La Yuhadiru Sahiratu Wala Kabiratan illa ahsaha. What is the matter with this book? It hasn't left out even the minutest detail. Everything is here. All the actions that a person did, it's all right here. Dr. Abdul Hay Arifi very great personality. He was among the very senior Khulafa was at Tani and a person tremendous knowledge, tremendous taqwa. So on one occasion he explained this aspect of the day of Qiyamat, what will be the situation? And all these things that will be recorded in the book of deeds. So you see that Try and make us understand. Say, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, that on the day of Qiyamah, when this Hisab Kitab is taken, when this accountability is taken, and together with that, a person's deeds are going to be weighed. In this very statement, Umar says, Hasibu qabla antu hasabu. Take an account of yourself before the time comes when your account is taken. And wazinu qabla antuzanu. You weigh your deeds yourself. 
before it is weighed on the day of Qiyamah. You will be able to judge for yourself where this lies, how much of good there has been, how much of wrongs there have been. Then in the good also, how weighty is this? It will be weighty if there is ikhlas in it, if there is genuine sincerity in it. It is done for Allah Ta'ala alone. It will be weighty if it was done in the way that Rasulullah has shown. And otherwise, it might be a lot of quantity, but no weight in it. Very, very light. No weight whatsoever. So now on that day, now these amal are going to be weighed. And now as, an, as a situation now, that Allah forbid, somebody, now their deeds were weighed, and the evil deeds outweighed the good deeds. The evil deeds outweighed the good deeds. So now the decision has been made that this person is doomed for Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala protect us. So now he says that, Allah forbid this becomes the situation, that the person now, the decision was made, that he is doomed for Jahannam. But then, he is told, okay, there's one thing, this one thing may, if you opt for it, it can save you from getting to Jahannam. One thing, if you opt for this one thing, maybe, then you will be spared going into Jahannam. So what's the one thing? This is one thing is, that your book of deeds from the first day till the last day, from the time you became Mukallaf and Balir till the last day, we will give this whole book of deeds, for example, to your wife to read. Give this whole book of deeds to your parents to read. To your ustad to read. To your students to read maybe. To your friends to read. If you're ready for that, then maybe you'll get saved from the fire of Jahannam. Say, Allah forbid, we might opt to rather go to Jahannam than allow people to read our book of deeds. But the issue is, this is just an example to put forward to make a person conscious and think, that on that day, it will all be exposed. There won't be any such options that a person will be given. Now, if that had to become the reality, a person will rather opt, na'uzubillah, that rather, this is a lesser thing. But on that day, everything will be open in front of everybody. So therefore, that muhasaba from now, that the person has that opportunity to still erase, Erased with what? With sincere Tawbah. Allah Ta'ala has kept that opportunity available, that while there's still life, there's still an opportunity to erase it, to delete those files. Delete it with sincere Tawbah. With the, like in previous days, something they wrote now, they used to use some liquids, various liquids to then erase that, what has been written. Use some jik and what not. So that time of those Liquid being used to erase things is long gone. Now everything is digital, so now everything is deleted. But yet for the files of Akhirat, there is liquid still required. And the liquid is the tears of repentance. That these tears of repentance will wipe out the files of Akhirat. That is still on the same system. That these tears of toba, of sincere regret and remorse, of being very, very deeply... Uh, regretful within oneself that Allah Ta'ala bless me with all these innumerable bounties, Allah Ta'ala bless me with everything and despite all that I still went ahead and disobeyed Allah Ta'ala in this manner. So this muhasaba, 
unfortunately, we just go along with the motion. We don't stop to think and ponder and reflect. What are we doing? What's going on in our lives? What have we done? There's no time for this. The only time we have is for all other kinds of things. We are stuck on all kinds of social media and whatever else goes along. That's it. There's enough time for all these things. If there's no time, there isn't time for five minutes for muhasaba daily. For reflection, for pondering, for turning towards Allah wa ta'ala. These people had this time for muhasaba. Hazrat Umar Hazrat Anas says, on one occasion, I accompanied him, we were going somewhere, and then he went away into one garden, one orchard, and sort of he, so to say, disappeared. I came, there was a wall, so I was on this side of the wall, he was on the inside. He didn't realize that I was right there and overhearing him now. What is he sitting there doing? He is the Amirul Mu'mineen, so he's addressing himself. Amirul Mu'mineen? Bakh, bakh, subhanallah, the cow person says, wah. But this is not wah to praise himself. He is like being sarcastic to himself. What a great thing. You become Amirul Mu'mineen? Subhanallah. And then he says that Ya Bunay al-Khattab Bunay in Arabic is the diminutive, something that now is being expressed in a small way. Little, something small. Or oh, the small little son of Khattab. This is actually to try and make things a like downgrade things. Oh, the small little fellow. Remember, you rather fear Allah Ta'ala, otherwise the punishment is awaiting you. Who's talking? The person who Nabi Salaam endorsed him. You go to Jannah. The person who Allah, Nabi Salaam gave him that basharat and glad tidings of Jannah on many occasions. But this is his degree of concern. And this becomes the concern of a person that the closer he gets to Allah Ta'ala, the more he becomes concerned. And that is the indication and the yardstick to judge how close he is, how much concerned he is. The degree of concern will give him an indication of what is the level of closeness. There were many, many pious people, this was their manner and way, all the time concerned and reflecting and chastising themselves Ahmad bin Qais rahimahullah, very great pious person, he would come and sometimes put his hand into the flame of the candle. Now obviously he's going to burn. He put it there for that, as long as he can hold it there, so he's going to burn. Then he say, certain day you went, certain place, why you went? Now he's giving himself some reminder that, look, the day of Qiyamah is coming to, if you can't bear this, how are you going to bear that? So rather make amends now. Now, they were chastising themselves for things, maybe some makru that happened somewhere. Something that was just by chance something, some small slip up somewhere. But despite the small slip up somewhere that happened, that something makru would have happened, whatever, some total mistake might have happened sometimes, sheer accidental thing might have happened, but this was the concern. What was your motive for that? Why did you do this? And feel the pain now, and start making amends, before that time comes, there won't be any chance to make amends. One Buzuk sat down to start making muhasaba, to start taking this account of himself. Hasibu qabla antu hasabu. Take an account of yourself before the time comes when you are going to be taken to task 
be take, taken to make, made to give an account. And wazinu qabla antuzanu. Weigh your deeds yourself before that day when they are going to be weighed on the day of Qiyamah. And wata'arradu lil ardil akbar. This too is the third part of the statement of Umar That prepare yourself for the Supreme Court of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Prepare yourself for the court of the day of Qiyamah. With muhasaba. That all these various things that I am doing every day, why I am doing it? One is what I am doing. Doing what is right or wrong? Why I am doing these wrongs? How am I going to face Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah? And then what I am doing right also, why I am doing it? What's the motivation behind it? Is it being done with ikhlas? Is it being done for some other motive? What's the purpose? So, this is the aspect. This Buzul sat down to make muhasaba. So he thought to himself now, asked somebody who was sitting there that, what's my age now? So he said, you are 61 years old or 60 some odd years old. So he counted 60 years old. How many days in 60 years? So it turned out something like 21,500 days. He said, 21,500 days. If every day I committed only one sin, one sin per day, that too will amount to 21,500 sins that I will take and go to Allah Ta'ala. What will be my case now that I've been committing sin upon sin every day? Again, those who are closer to Allah Ta'ala, even that minute little uh, something that was not the ideal, that too they regard as sins upon themselves. How am I going to face Allah Ta'ala? This shook him to such a point that he let out a shriek, he passed away. He passed away on this muhasaba. And there was a voice from the unseen, suddenly people heard upon his suddenly falling and passing away that you have spurred yourself forward. Like a person on a horse or something now, he suddenly spurs it and he's moved, gone ahead. You've gone ahead, meaning you reached Jannah, don't worry. But what took them there? This concern. What brought about this concern? This muhasaba. Constantly taking stock of themselves. Taking stock. This is what is mentioned in the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. O you who believe, fear Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. That every soul should consider should ponder, should reflect what have they sent forth for tomorrow. Tomorrow, the day of Qiyamah. So now to ponder, this is the Muhasaba, to reflect. And there should be a dedicated time, a specific time, that in this time of the day, we're going to be sitting and making this Muhasaba. It's five minutes a day. This time is dedicated for this specific Amal. When there is a specific time dedicated for it, one is that inshallah it will be consistent. And there is a specific barakat in allocating time for these amal. So to sit down, to ponder, to start thinking, scan through the day. The ideal is the last part of the night when, or the day when a person is now retiring to bed. At that time to set aside this time. Otherwise any time of the day, no hard and fast rule. But now to sit down and ponder. To scan through the day. What I did today. What I did that was... In accordance with Allah Ta'ala's commands. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat. It's only Allah Ta'ala's favor. No achievement of mine. There's nothing that I can boast about, think of myself as anything. This is all 
whether it's sometimes shaitan puts these thoughts of praise about ourselves within ourselves, which is this ujb, this vanity, thinking great of oneself, that too is a major disease of the heart. Whether it's that a person becomes carried away by the praises of people, what is the reality of this? Once, uh, this example that Allah says, Nabi Rahmatullah used to give this as an example, that now, there were a dozen slaves of one person. All these slaves, now were owned by the same person. So, there was one slave among them, who was really very smart, very much more intelligent than everybody else, very much more stronger, much more handsome, much more, all the qualities that a human can want normally, he had it all as if. So he was like, way above the rest. So one day all the slaves were sitting and just, now he's giving this as an example for us to understand. The slaves were sitting, just relaxed, and one person now started praising the slave. You know, your strength, we all can't do half the job that you can do. All of us put together, you do more than that. Other person said that, really your intelligence really astounds us. And somebody said something and now they're all praising him. The one person finally said that, see if any one of us will be sold as a slave, a slave is sold and bought. So now, normally the market value would be a thousand rands. For example, if you are sold, you'll be sold for a hundred thousand rands. So now this fellow is hearing all the praise and he's just sitting and watching and quietly and not responding to anything and there isn't any kind of effect on him. Now if somebody told us that look, you know, I will be sold for a thousand, you'll be sold for a thousand five hundred, that too will already, our hot air balloon will be there. So you'll be sold for a hundred thousand. But that didn't, didn't stir him in any way. So then somebody asked him but, oh, this is all, you're just sitting and just expressionless. So he said, I'm a slave and you're also slaves. And one slave is putting the price on the head of another slave. What is that worth? When the master puts the price on the slave, on the head of the slave, then it's worth something. Slave putting the price on the head of the slave, what's, what's the worth in this? So this example he gives the example and then make the point that we are also the slaves of Allah and any other person is also the slave of Allah. Slave being the price of the head of another slave is nothing. That slave is all being a price. That price will be worth only something that Allah pays this person is something. Before the day of Qiyamah, all this is worthless. It doesn't mean anything. Yes, that person who is saying something with sincerity and he is Try to encourage somebody, say some words of encouragement, or kind of form of praise, whatever the case is. And the rest of him, the rest of him, he did something with sincerity to boost the morale of a Muslim, to encourage somebody. That will be good for him. But then it is all worth it anyway. Our reality, if it is different, if there is just an external appearance that somebody will carry away with, the reality inside is different, that praise is not good in reality. They're not going to hurt me giving us some magic photos to be praised. Because somebody thought they did. They're not going to make us something. They're not going to make us something that really is really bad. Not only the piano says, it is this is accepted. Until then, there's no guarantee of anything. And the person who is now counting his 
Prophet before he even started the ruler, the foolish person. The person who already counted the tithe before the rate was given done. This is foolish. This was past the finishing line. Now when you pass the finishing line first, when you pass the finishing line, now you are in God's voice. So, life or life, still the day of Piyabha doesn't come, as long as there is life, there is a lot of uncertainty. Nobody has got any guarantee about tomorrow. We have to prepare for that tomorrow. And the preparation includes this Mahasana. Taking account of ourselves, reflecting, pondering, what is my reality, what have I done, how have I conducted myself, what is my life all about, how am I going about my day-to-day things, how much of concern is there for my being, can I perturb by the wrong that I did, can I not? If I suddenly have to pass away now, how will I fix Allah Ta'ala? Am I ready to present myself to Allah Ta'ala? This reflection. And then the reflection will happen, the responding will happen regularly. The reflection of all these things in life. How I conduct my mother, how I conduct myself in terms of my family, what kind of interaction I had, was it what the requirement is, or was it some kind of zul that I was completed? And in this manner, for Muhammad and the taking account of how did I use my time? How did I use my time to it? How many minutes will I get wasted and wrong in futile things and things that are harmful? How many time was spent in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala? This is Muhammad. How did I do this? This standing on the day. This was full of us on the two things. It happens regularly. On the one side, he will keep picking up those things which generally would just be repertized. It happens and he will just shoot away like one side from the roller bronze. But it happens deliberately the thought of this Mahasabha and those negatives that now get picked up in this Mahasabha. One day, two days, or later it will start directing him. I can't say all of this. This is wrong. I must say Torah. This is not the way that I have to live my life. What is some more from this? One is that he starts spreading the person towards Om Anishanda. The second is that the person will start becoming conscious of that even what I thought I was doing good, that actually is so deficient. And how real it is. Alhamdulillah, that is a letter of coffee, whatever good, the sugar is not that true, but it's still hardly anything. So much more I can do, so much more I need to do. It's probably towards that. The regular Mahatma would create fitter. And fitter is the key. When fitter has been developed, this concern, and a person is concerned about something, that concern drives him. And if he's not concerned, then nothing moves him. Then he says, if he's unconcerned, not bothered, not some of those, So the regular Mahatma will create fear. If the person doing the accounting regularly, he starts seeing his losses. He starts seeing the losses, he starts being worried. And now when he's worried, he starts taking steps to do things. To save the loss. This is a very, very important aspect of this Mahatma, which will become part and part of our life. Allah Mahatma, he is new to the topic, and all of us the topic. that we make this Mahasabha very regularly and daily interact and this becomes the means of our Islam. Allah Ta'ala 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 Ta'ala